Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day. You deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Basie, neighbor Humble Hill, thank you, thank you, thank you for being with me today. Appreciate the fact that you spend some time with me playing old-fashioned music for you. And 
It came to pass that I put up a stage in, so my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, could scrape and paint our house. Now, I do not mention this to boast and brag about what a thoughtful helpmate I am, but to enrich your marriage by suggesting to you that a truly creative husband can manifest his love in many unique and wonderful ways. was waiting for blink blink weren't you ruby braff while looking through dateline's web page this is what i read and i'm i'm going to quote this without permission the earliest known ancestors of modern humans might have reproduced with early chimpanzees 
to create a hybrid species, a new genetic analysis suggests. Scientists can't say how long the hybridization carried on, but the final speciation occurred around 5.3 million years ago, possibly because the two species' genetic codes were too different to mix, or because the animals were simply physically unappealing to each other. <laughs> wow! Would this not also indicate that back then they didn't drink alcohol? Basie on a DVD that I bought in Spain many years ago when I still had money enough to go to Spain. Big stack of CDs for sale, probably pirated somewhere. Bought a whole mess of them. 
If you were in Tenants Harbor to enjoy the St. George Memorial Day Parade, you saw me between the fire engines and the sheriff's car, and I was driving my 1919 Model T Ford station wagon. Needless to say, you know this, there are not many 1919 Model T Ford station wagons around, especially if they are painted white and if they have seven-foot signs on each side that say, The Humble Farmer, in 18-inch red letters. Of course, i got to admit, I felt somewhat conspicuous driving it to the parade because, well, it's very old. But then I get to thinking that in 1951, I used to feel somewhat conspicuous driving it because in 1951, it was very old. I'm going to tell you what happened when I arrived at the roadblock in Tenants Harbor. You know, they always shut down traffic, so you can't get through them. There was a roadblock there. I'm going to tell you what happened when I got there. I'm going to tell you what happened when I was stopped by a fireman. This fireman was a roadblock guard, and he stopped me on my way to that parade. But first, before I do, do you suppose anyone ever actually said, you can't get there from here? Do you suppose that a motorist from Boston ever stopped at Hall's Market in Tents Harbor, screwed down the window of his car, and asked, How do you get to Rockland? to have the character on the step say, My brother takes me. Do you suppose a Massachusetts driver ever asked, Can I take this road to Rockland? to be told, Far as I'm concerned, you can. Or, after looking at the lobster trap and all the other stuff strapped on the roof. Might just as well. Looks like you've got just about everything else. Or, you know this one, where's this road go? Don't go nowhere. Stays right there. My question to you is, do people think before they ask these questions? Now, Let's go back to Tenants Harbor where traffic is being diverted because the people in St. George are getting ready for their annual celebration parade. I, I am in my 1919 white Model T Ford truck, banners flying, all flags and everything on it. I slowly approach the roadblock. The gentleman in charge puts up his hand for me to stop. He approaches, looks up at me and asks, Are you in the parade?
Well, Father Hines, he said as he shifted his cough drop to the other side of his mouth. And thoughtfully removed it. My wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, just let slip that some evening soon I would be able to speak my gabbled Mainish German with her friend who might be staying with us for a few days. And of course I said, what would you be doing right now if I had just announced that my friend was coming and might be staying for a few days? And she had to admit that she would probably shriek and cry and rend her garments. But she justified this by saying, you don't have to cook for them. I very quickly said, I could cook for them. You know I could cook for them. And what do you suppose she said then? I know, but I'm afraid of what you would cook for them. Believe it or not, my wife said this to me, Robert Scoglund, the humble farmer, whose recipe for spaghetti for the single person was printed in the main writer's cookbook, along with Stephen King's recipe for ghoul lash. You have probably eagerly sought out and used my recipe for spaghetti for the single person on my webpage. And if you check the counter on the bottom of the page, you know that the humble farmer's spaghetti for the single person is one of the most eagerly sought-out culinary delights on the world wide web. Although I probably ate spaghetti twice a day for the 20 years that I lived alone as an adult male, I am capable of providing an exciting menu for my visiting friends. Be honest with me here. What could you possibly have against my opening a can of B&M beans and boiling a few hot dogs, served up with mustard and my brother's tasty homemade pickles? And then, I almost forgot, there's Campbell's tomato soup and chicken noodle soup and even, I think it's cream of chicken soup that I used to put on toast. But my wife, listen to this, but my wife would ride through town naked on a horse before she'd feed me or you out of a tin can. If she knew that you were coming for supper, she would spend half of my monthly social security check on health-giving fresh veggies, and then, at the last minute, bake succulent calorie-infested goodies that she would heap on your plate with three kinds of ice cream. But think about this. Shouldn't a meal at a friend's house be no more than an excuse to enjoy each other's company?
standing in the back door crying. Yes, I left my baby standing in the back door crying. She said, baby, you got a home just as long as I've got mine. When I leave you, baby, count the days I'm gone. When I leave you, baby, count the days I'm gone. Where there ain't no love, there ain't no getting along. that a dirge? <laughs> I don't know what a dirge. Is that the way they pronounce it? <laughs> you are listening to dirges on the Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. Where? Were there any luck at all? You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here. As I said, on your favorite radio station. And here's an email. From longtime radio friend Mike in Bangor. Mike writes, Dear Humble, how's this for a humble question of the week? You have just won an argument with your wife. You should immediately A. Gloat to your wife, B. Gloat to bystanders, C. Apologize immediately and hope you seem sincere in the effort. Any husband but a newlywed should get this one easily. Single men are very apt to guess wrong. Women, single or married, may correctly refuse to answer on the basis of rejecting as invalid the premise of a man winning an argument with his wife. <laughs> Your friend Mike. Well, I never disagree with Mike. But if you've been married for 20 years, wouldn't you want me to point out that an argument with your wife is like a war between two countries? When the smoke and dust clears and you look around and see what's left, 
no one really wins. Django here on the humble farmer. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And here's somebody standing outside the door of the studio. Let me holler. Come in. Let me give him a holler. Give him a shout. Well, I guess he must be deaf on the post. Hang on there, and I'll see if I can get him to come in. 
why don't you step down for just a minute? We'll get him in here. <clears throat> we'll get him in here. We were told that the Maine House of Representatives voted 95 to 52 to provide health care to 70,000 working people in Maine. But Maine is not going to expand Medicaid this year because Governor LePage vetoed the bill. And then we read that Governor LePage's administration will no longer comment in stories published by the Portland Press-Herald, the Kennebec Journal, and the Morning Sentinel. His spokeswoman said Tuesday, the new policy follows the newspaper's publication of a three-day series of articles this week examining LePage's top environmental regulator and how her department's actions have benefited her former lobbying clients in private industry. Well, let's think about this. What's the sense in being in power in government if you don't look out for the economic interests of the people who put you in there? The way I understand it, the sole purpose of a government is to look out for the interests of the folks who put that government in office. In Finland, in Sweden, in Denmark, in some other progressive countries, the people in government look out for the interests of the people who voted them in. That's the way their system is supposed to work. In this country, the people in government look out for the interests of the huge corporations that spent vast amounts of money to get them in. That's the way our system is supposed to work. My wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, is not like me in many ways. Sometimes she says unkind things about people. I don't like to do that kind of thing, as it's not nice to say unkind things about people. I told Marcia that the governor's people had done some things that were against the economic interests of the working people and small business owners in Maine, and he didn't like the fact that it was written up in a newspaper. And Marcia said, who told him?
Basie. Do you ever listen to that radio program where you call in with a problem about your car? You probably heard it. The experts tell you that all will be well if you re- replace the heat deflector on the exhaust manifold or if you put sawdust in the rear end. You've heard that program. Here's a question you might like to ask. When I turn on the switch in my pickup truck, what is that whining sound that comes out of the dashboard? It's probably the humble farmer. If you can stand it for an hour, it'll probably go away. Ain't got much brain on much wit, but I know he's got it. (laughs) A man once came up to me at the Common Ground Fair. 
the greatest thing going in Maine, and said that his name was Harold Mojan, and that 40 or so years ago he used to work with me in the Navigator Motel in Rockland for our good friend who owned it, the late, great Paul Devine. And Harold asked me if I could remember working with him, and I, because I had to say I couldn't remember him. And I said to Harold, how in the world, after 40 years, can you remember me? And Harold said, you used to hang your underwear out to dry in the lobby. Chicago blues. Count Basie probably playing the organ there here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. For years, my neighbor Jimmy Parker built boats with the Denison boys, and 
because as you know, anyone who has built wooden boats on the coast of Maine with a man named Denison has bathed in the font of wisdom. I have seen Jimmy Parker take a pile of oak planks and turn it into a, I don't know, a 30, 40-foot boat. I've seen him do it right in his front yard. Just takes a mess of planks, all of us. A year or two later, there's a great big boat there. I stopped in to see Jimmy one day because I'd just picked up a big oak plank on the dump and I wanted him to have it. And after giving it a professional once-over, he said, it's a good thing that the road to the dump goes two ways. Of course, while I had his attention, I showed him the pine boards that I'd picked up at the same time by knocking apart a large pine shelf that might have just come out of the Port Clyde General Store, and I told him I was going to use them to build shelves in the little shed where I store my gardening tools and cow fence posts. But Jimmy said something very important. I want you to hear this. Jimmy said something very important that made me change my mind. He's a great philosopher. And now I don't think I will build those shelves. Think about this. Right now, that building is so full that you can't get in the door. And Jimmy very astutely pointed out that if I built shelves and put everything away, it would create a very inviting, huge, empty space on the floor. And unless I changed my way of thinking and doing things, it wouldn't be long before I'd cart home more junk to fill up that space, to fill up that space, and then I'd need even more shelves. You can see that I'd be in the same situation as a state that builds more prisons. Even before your friends in the construction business who built the prison have time to contribute to your next political campaign, you discover that there's a waiting line to get into the prison, and you need yet another prison. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. And if you can explain to me why nature seems to abhor uh, an empty space, well, I'd love to hear from you.
<laughs> kind of fell apart the end there. <laughs> Ruby Brav. A fella who says he improves web pages called me on the telephone from Buffalo, New York to tell me that my web page wasn't turning up on the search engines. Now, that's so... <laughs> I think it's funny. I, I, I want you to understand that, so I'm going to say it again. A fellow who says he improves web pages called me from Buffalo, New York to tell me that my web page wasn't turning up on the search engines. Because if he hadn't called me, I would believe him. Thank you. 
Taxi war dance, Count Basie. We still got time, one or two more. Do you believe that too many women destroy their feet by wearing high heels and pointy-toed shoes? Here's a response to that recent letter I read about the doctor who cuts off parts of a woman's foot, you know, so she can, so she can squeeze them into those pointy, so-called fashionable shoes. When my friend Martha heard that, she wrote back, No wonder alien spaceships don't want to land here. Almost time to get out of here. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer with any luck at all. I'm here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you again for listening. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Perhaps you have been to Egypt. Perhaps you have seen with your own eyes the pyramids. My wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, has seen Stonehenge. You would be a unique individual indeed if you have seen the stone heads on Easter Island. I've seen the Parthenon, and I have steered the Coast Guard buoy tender Laurel through the Cape Cod Canal. 
the Great Pyramid of Giza, the Cape Cod Canal, Stonehenge, the Moai on Easter Island, the Parthenon. Now, can you tell me what these five things have in common? Are they not all excellent examples of what intelligent young people can accomplish when not distracted by television or video games?